No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts. And because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. I was on the app last night, guys. It was the first time I'd looked at it since being back in Atlanta. And boy, oh boy, are there some deals to be had. Mm. Georgia basketball, $1. Georgia Tech basketball, $1. Atlanta Hawks, $8. Mm. Atlanta Falcons, $30. Celebration Bowl, $23. What's a Celebration Bowl? I don't know, but it sounds fun. The GameTime app is quick, simple, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. I like pineapple on pizza. I love it. So good. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Millis. Happy Friday Eve, everybody. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We got the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. And last but not least, the man making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And you still have time. A uh, couple hours to email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We'll have a new beach step in mailbag only podcast later today, later on Thursday. So keep your eyes and your ears on the no dunks podcast feed. Better yet, subscribe. It's a lot easier than just having your eyes and ears <laughs> on it just waiting for seven. All right, guys. Um, we actually have a little. Mailbag question later in the show. A little tease for that Beach Steppin' podcast later today. It's a fun one. We got Tweet of the Night. But we're uh, we're starting today with a little What You Got. What you got? What you got? What you got? Uh, yeah. yeah. What you got? Uh, what you got? Uh, we got two choices. Four voices. We're sitting in the <laughs> office. Just talking. Lee, JD, Tass, and Skeets. I'm Trey Kirby, yeah, you know me. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, I'm Trey Kirby, I got small feet. <laughs> Off the dome, though. JD with the new stinger for what you got. That banks. That's nice. All right, guys, what you got? Got a fun one. We're starting with a blast here. What was the more disrespectful to the sanctity of basketball? All right? Just disrespectful to that beautiful game of ball. LeBron's uncalled travel... Or LeBron stepping on the floor in socks. What you got? It's the second one. On the court, no shoes, socks. He was basically the sixth man out there. It was in front of... He was on the road. If it was at home, it's perhaps passable. The jazz commentary team was not oh, happy. Oh, they were heated. They Matt were Harvick heated. was not having it. No. The, the, the first one is a, is a missed call. It's a blown call. I don't think he disrespected the game (laughs) the officials did but i think that uh you know at the end of the game in a blowout and you're basically standing on the court you don't need to be on the court there's plenty of room that's not court (laughs) there's a lot of not court in the arena you (laughs) can't deny it lebron's out there okay hold on remix what you got what's more disrespectful to basketball flipping a water bottle 
on the sidelines while the game's going more. on or being on the floor in socks while the game is going on. The, the bottle flipping for sure. <laughs> I mean, LeBron gave his shoes to two kids in the crowd. Yeah. Gave his kids, gave these kids uh, shoes, which they showed on the broadcast later to kind of smooth things over, yeah. I do believe. Uh, I would definitely say that the, the missed travel is more disrespectful. Referees should be paying attention to the game. We've got a missed dunk, an easy call one night. We've got a missed travel, an easy call the next night. What are you looking at? Well, he, they should have whistled him for a tech foul then as well for being on the court. Six players. That's another, <laughs> another missed call. I mean, maybe again, the rule is actually only uh, 10 feet are allowed on the court. <laughs> but the thing is that, like, it wasn't as though he just sort of crept on. He was well and truly onto the court. Like, yeah. that, how, three referees, how could they not see him there? Right. So you actually, who cares about the socks as much? I know that's a fun angle yes. that he had given away the shoes. He's not yes. wearing them because that's what the broadcast, the Jazz broadcast. Oh, my God, he's in socks. How dare he? But you were, uh, yeah, the, the idea that he was way, way out there on the floor. He was. And listen. There is no doubt he was on the court. Bench celebrations are great. You know, you want to gas up your homies, you know, when you're playing well. <laughs> we, we, play, we play one hip-hop beat and this guy is Gas up your streets. homies. Wow. But, but Don't ever say that again. The, man. Yeah. Especially not like that. Yeah. I mean, just, just go for yes it. Yes, up your homies, yo. Nah, that's worse. That was worse. Anyway, the thing Come is. Come on, he's celebrating his teammates. People step on the court all the exactly, time. Exactly, but not like that. That's fine. It's totally fine. The, o- mean, the other one is crazy. I still can't believe it wasn't called whatsoever. But yeah. that, that's not really on him. The other one. No, it's not. But come on, the guy's walking with the ball, and then he said in the second half to people in the stands, "That was one of my worst ones ever." Yeah. I, I saw it. I saw it at half. That was pathetic. How that wasn't called. It reminded me of like when Spain played USA, and they were uh, complaining every single time that the Americans were traveling. Mm. Like, what are we going to let players get away with in terms of basketball? Like. Everybody can walk. They get a ball in the in the backcourt. They can walk with it now, like three steps. Nobody calls anything, like that. That I mean, he he traveled and he carried. Yeah. And neither okay. was called, obviously. Right. Yeah. It's yeah the double dribble carry whatever you want to call it. He did a lot of violations there. LeBron said after the game he had a malfunction. <laughs> yeah. So he owned it. He was like, yeah. He said he was sort of distracted by um, what was happening underneath yeah. the basket between you know KCP and Donovan Mitchell. Somebody fell over and maybe he thought for a second. Like there was going to be a whistle called, and there wasn't, and so he just continued to dribble after he had picked it up yep. and had just walked a little bit. I love Bogdanovich's reaction too. That is the that is the crazy part. It's it's weird that it wasn't called because he, Bogdanovich is literally going, "Whoa, what are you not watching here?" There are tons of fans in the first couple yeah. of rows, like standing up, like going, "What the heck." He just walked with the ball, and then he double dribbled. I mean, and it's right at the top of the key. There's not much yeah. else going on there. You see Quinn Snyder too. He's just standing up. Every reaction from the Jazz was exactly what reaction you would have if you saw that happening in front of you during a game. Bogdanovich was uh, uh, hilarious, just throwing his arms. What's going on? I think Quinn Snyder was actually a little. I, I don't think he believed what he just saw. I think he must have because he sort of was like, "Hey, that was." What was I just not watching or something? You know, um, but but again, that's on the referees to like. Uh, he's got the ball in his hands. How can three of them miss that? It's Disrespectful. Yeah, it, it will. Yeah, yeah. it will be crazy if the league starts cracking down on stuff like that. Like at one point, I mean, everybody does. Like everybody travels. I mean, like just the the violations that we all know as a kid, like that that Spain reference I was using. You pick up your pivot foot. You don't carry the ball. Like if if they crack down at some point, oh. which I think they will, at some point down the road, like twenty twenty five. I don't know. Like at some point they're just gonna say, "Man, 
we got to get back to the rules of basketball. Oh, don't you? Um, I mean, you've obviously watched a ton of games this year, Tess. I feel maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like they do call traveling on those just very simple, like, yeah. you're making your first step without putting the do- ball down first. They call that way more than they used to, from, that, from what I feel, I like, know. I don't know, in watching. Yeah, I think it seems like it's the same as last year. Uh, they I call think. it from time to time, especially on, you know, slow bigs that have the ball mm-hmm. on the perimeter where it's really, really evident. But guys can pick up their foot. But that's what's frustrating to me is they call those ones, those ones that are like, oh, was that a travel? He sort of slid yeah, his foot it's, a little. It's, it's bang, bang. Yeah. It's like, was the ball down? Yeah. But yeah. you see so many other ones. I mean, Clint Capella's had a couple of wild, like, five-step non-calls this season for a dunk or a layup. And it's like, how do they miss those? I mean, if we were doing the, the starters television show still, you know we would have oh, a top yeah. five, a top ten going of the greatest travels of all time. Yeah. You know, uncalled travels, or maybe <laughs> even called, like, the Russell Westbrook one. Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer. Yeah. 40,000 steps. <laughs> yeah, we'd have, we definitely would have had that going. You know, Ed G, I mean, Matty O would have been editing right now. <laughs> wow, it makes you think, would there have been, what would the memes have been on the meme team for LeBron walking with the ball? Because, mm. you know, the Shooting Stars meme is gone. That was like, for yeah. one season, it was like every week we'd have, it's like a guy just walking on every single place on earth, but uh, I don't know, he wasn't really walking, he was just standing there. Yeah. Pause mode? Well, the memes yeah, with buffer, Le- Buffering. Yeah. Oh, Classic. yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, the, like the controller unplug type of thing too with mm-hmm, your your mm-hmm. PlayStation or your Xbox. The the LeBron memes for the in the socks too. You know the risky business. Yeah. They're oh definitely yeah, it's a lot of risky Yeah, business. that was going around. Um, I think I could have added to this too. Maybe Dwight Howard hitting a corner three oh. as disrespectful to the Jazz. <laughs> and he had a mid ranger as well. <laughs> like Dwight was just out Shooter. there firing away last night. But that shows like that three pointer was a, a you know an NBA player pregame or something where they just line him up and knock him down and it's like his form isn't awful no. you know how is he not sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah he had a jab step yeah a step back for a three yeah That's pretty crazy and there's video of him practicing shooting yeah. lots of them this year as a member of the los angeles lakers now he's got as many as uh ben simmons he, obviously but he's hit a few in his career yeah he, he, he held up the three fingers as well like that i love that when a guy who doesn't shoot threes is just like yeah man i'm a three-point shooter now. you got it yeah you have to you got it all right do you guys, do you guys own those uh, lebron socks you you do. I'm sure you do. You've got them as a freebie. Mm. Those same those same Nike socks. It's definitely some similar socks. The Nike NBA sock. They're oh, very yeah. they're very slidey. They're very slidey. Cool. It's maybe fun that, to do the slide in those. That could maybe be the meme. The LeBron slide <laughs> challenge. People just sliding all around their house in their socks. Oh, mm. let's I launch mean, it. You, you and I, we've got a lot of concrete. I mean, in our places. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of crete, dog. Yeah, man. We, you can slide like crazy on that. It's, it's slick. You're all right. I'm coming Tass. over I do Saturday have those morning. Socks. Saturday morning pancakes, Saturday morning sliding. All right. All right, next one, guys. Most impressive win from Wednesday night. A lot of games on, obviously. Your three options, okay? The Celtics, 112-93 win over the Heat. The Lakers, as we were talking about there with LeBron and his antics. The 121-96 win over the Jazz in Utah. Or the Mavericks, 121 114 win over the Wolves. I'm giving you three. What you got? Most impressive win. I'll take the Mavericks because I think what was impressive about that in the fourth quarter when Luca was on the bench, they got really, really good contributions from Jalen Brunson, especially Dwight Powell was great in that game as well. And I think that's a very important uh thing for the Mavericks to see that they don't rely yeah you don't need a 35 10 and 10 exactly. Luka night every night to win yeah. he had statistically a, a bad night by yeah. his standards yeah. this season um, and he came out and kind of closed the game as well mm-hmm. like a like a closer like like your star should but like a Tom Hankey sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm choosing that one because the uh, the Wolves led this game they were in it it was close um, and uh, the Mavericks 
you know, yeah, they, they finished it with Luca having a rough night, and that's a, that's a pretty good sign for Dallas going forward. That was a fun game, mm. uh, you know, uh, and it's actually a sort of a big game, and it's a, it's a big win for Dallas because, you know, in my head, I still see the Mavs and the Wolves sort of in the same tier, on the same level, mm-hmm. so to speak, in the West. And, you know, and I guess now that helps the, the idea of like, oh, no, maybe the Mavs are a little bit better than some of those other teams. Maybe they're, maybe they're a little closer being to the top of the Western Conference than they are being to the, you know, mid-pack or lower level of the, of the Western Conference. They're standards. coming for the Nuggets. They're coming yeah. for them. They're right behind them. They've had a, a tougher road schedule. They're right there. And it, it is cool to see supporting cast guys other than Luka do it. Like a Jalen Brunson, he was, those were one-on-one moves. Mm-hmm. So those were like, hey, I've been working on my game. Mm-hmm. I can do this like our leader can. Those are 14 big points in the fourth quarter for him. And Kristaps is following suit. He had a nice little 19-point game. I believe in this squad. They're uh, they're playing hard. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's got to be the Mavericks. They were awesome. When they can win a game without Luka doing – he didn't lead the team in scoring, let him in assists, let him in rebounds because that's just how it happens now. But 22 points on 22 shots, that's not good. No. Uh, but Kleber was good. Justin Jackson hit a three. They called him He's Action been, Jackson. I yeah. don't know about that. The guy has, like, no emotions at all. He's when been anything solid happens. Yeah. over the last little stretch. Uh, but, yeah, th- uh, to get the contributions from other guys after having a really bad uh, first half shooting the ball from, from distance to, to knock down so many in the fourth quarter, 41 points in the fourth for the Mavs with Luka not dominating, that was impressive. Yeah, Dwight Powell coming through. I still think, though, it was the Lakers. Uh, that was a domination. Yeah. You know, the Mavs had to come back. The Lakers, on what people call the toughest back-to-back in the league, they go into Denver and then they go into Utah. Altitude times two. And they smashed they smashed the Jazz. 32-5 fast break points. They look like the bigger team. They look like the stronger team. Up against a Rudy Gobert-led defense. They were just mashing everybody on that floor. That was impressive, man, right from the get-go. But Utah, just the way they've been playing right now and coming back from a road trip, yep. that home game tends to be the one it's that... Tough. Yeah, built that's in, a it's built-in built excuse, for sure. Yeah, and, and I, ju- I just feel that the way the Jazz are right now, they've, they've, got, a, they've got some issues. They've got some issues. They, uh, they, they, they just haven't been able to stamp their authority defensively this I, season. Yeah, I like the so fact far. that Joe Ingles went back into the starting lineup. I think that's smart, especially with uh, Mike Conley out. They needed a playmaker, as we talked about a, a couple days ago with our friend Dave DeFore. Joe Ingles hasn't started since, I think, October 25th. He's in the starting lineup, but yeah. They, it didn't Conley really help out, him last night, though. No, yeah. no, but I mean, no, no Conley. I mean, they just got mashed. No, no, you're right. Down their throat. They, they allowed, like, whatever it was, 65 it's not 65, but a bunch of first-half points. Um, yeah, it was 65. 65, yeah. Uh, every, every category, the offensive rebounds, like it, it looked like the Lakers were playing against a, a Juvie team. Like they, they were mashing. LeBron uh, does not win in Utah often either. Uh, I think it was he had lost seven games you know, as a member of the Cavs or with the Heat going into Utah. So that's a, like you said, Tass, that's a, that is a tough um, game on the schedule with that back-to-back, like Denver to Utah, and, and LeBron has struggled there before. It's a big win. They just dominated Anthony Davis. Uh, again, another great game. If you're uh, all in on Anthony Davis for Defensive Player of the Year, three block shots, he changed tons more. They were worried about him in there. Limited the Jazz to 34 points in the paint. And he's been dominant um, on both sides. He had a great game offensively as well. Uh, he's been the perfect, perfect sort of second star. Um, exactly right. To, to pair with LeBron James. They, yeah. look, they look great. And it's a great 
sign for a great team, they don't lose two in a row, and that hasn't happened yet with the Lakers. They they're, they're bouncing back. You know, they after the Dallas game that they lost, bounce back against Denver and then Utah. They're streaking again. I will show a little love to the Celtics win. I'll, I'll slip it in there. Now I know they they benefited from the Heat having played that overtime game against the Raptors the night before. There was no Marcus Smart though um, for the Celtics, and I just thought it was a good team performance by Boston. You know, Jalen Brown, great, 31. Tatum, okay, 19, but he had some nice defensive flashes. And then Kemba Walker, 28 points, 7 assists. Two of those assists, gorgeous dimes to uh, to Tice inside. Beautiful stuff. And that three, coming off that high pick, he knocked down about four of those. Mm. Just a simple high pick. It's enough room for him. He's quick enough. He's confident enough with that shot. Knocked down. He had a few more, like, catch and, um, catch and shoot threes as well. Just a great... That's a great overall, totally Brad Stevens-like team win where everybody was contributing even with um, missing a, you know, an integral part of their defense in Marcus Smart. And it played out exactly like you're saying as the Heat were on the second night of a back-to-back. They came out, they were fine in the first quarter. Yeah. They had the energy, and then the Celtics won every single quarter after that. They were quicker to loose balls. They were just a little crisper with their rotations. They looked like the fresher team, but when you're the fresher team, you still got to beat the other team that's out mm. there because Miami was playing hard. They just... Didn't totally have it. Jimmy was fine. Jimmy was Jimmy great. Was yeah. and, and that's the thing. He, he won't use that as an excuse being on the back-to-back or anything. So he, he led the way, yeah. again, for his team. But, Everybody but else struggled on the exactly, heat, shooting the yeah, ball. Yeah, but uh, I, I thought as well, like you say, with Kemba Walker again, he playing on a good team with a good coach, it's doing wonders i got to be honest, it is sort of cool to see a guy like Anthony Davis and to see a guy yeah. like Kemba Walker be on more relevant, successful teams. I, I know they've had some success with their squads, their old squads, no doubt, but to be on these sort of marquee teams that are playing really, really well, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I think you know more people get a chance to see them and, and really appreciate them. And that win pushes Boston, by the way, past the Heat and past the Raps with the tiebreaker um, in the East standing. Celtics at number two. In the Eastern Conference, it's crazy the Eastern home records right oh, now. Oh yeah, they're Cel- dominant. Uh, Bucks are nine and one. Celtics eight and zero. Raptors nine and one. Sixers ten and zero. And Heat eight and zero. And the Pacers are nine and two. Home court advantage is going to be <laughs> huge come playoff time if if this sort of stuff holds. All right, next one. Bigger AD dunk. Anthony Davis on two Jazz guys spun on Exum, dunked on Ed Davis, or Andre Drummond on the Greek Freak. What you got? It's Andre Drummond, I think, because it's on Giannis. But Giannis comes in really yeah, late. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's that. A little too late for me. Yeah, it's but definitely late. The, the Davis one is on Dante Exum. Yeah, who's... exactly. Well, well, the Davis, the I mean, Davis, the, the best Davis part of the on Davis, Davis one is a spin move. That, yeah, that to me is like the better move, no doubt, is Anthony Davis. But Drummond kind of, it's at least near. Giannis, yeah. it's near Robin Lopez. It's more of a nice agility to get through those two big guys while being a big guy himself. Yeah, Davis kind of has, has beaten his defenders by the time he's dunking, whereas Giannis is coming in to contest yeah. a little bit late. Giannis gets dunked, you know, dunked on or close enough because he does contest a lot of shots. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I think it has to be. Uh, I think it has to be Drummond just because he's going up against a, an actual guy who can <laughs> stop his dunk. Yeah, nah. I, I gotta agree because Ed Davis. We're playing small ball a lot. A lot of teams playing small ball. He gets put at the five. He's a small ball four, really. Like, he's too small. He's getting mashed by a lot of teams, by a lot of guys in the NBA right now. Yeah, but Anthony Davis, again, did it on two guys. I mean, he did bully and spun on Exum and then gets Did he really bully him, though? Yeah. I think that's also super, super difficult to do, to spin on a guy and then to do a power dunk. For sure. All in one motion. For sure, but there wasn't a lot of resistance on Um, the spin. That's that's what I noticed. I will say uh, the thing I liked about the Drummond one, I guess, um, some nice beef going on in that giant bucks win over the pistons 
especially between Giannis and Blake. They were getting into it a couple of times, and, and I was happy to see. I would like to say this. I always like when this happens. That's fine. They were going at it. They had, you know, had caught each other a couple times here and there. Um, the, the one time Blake sort of popped Giannis uh, in the face with the elbow. But a little later on, sort of a tough foul on Giannis on the side. It was Blake and it was someone else. But Giannis goes down and Blake Griffin does the old sort of step over him. But I loved seeing, especially Chris Middleton and the Bucks to some extent, some of the other guys, rush over and say, hey, 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 not, to, not, not our superstar. Cut that crap out. Like, no, no, nothing insane, but like they're sticking up for him. You don't walk yeah, over our star. Sure. I, I liked seeing that. And I liked actually, even both teams talking about it after it was sort of cool. It's like, yeah, they're physical. Yeah, it's got a little dirty. No problem. Shake hands and move on. It yeah. was it was cool uh, to see those two power forwards. It was Blake versus Giannis yeah. all night. They're going at each other, playing each other. And Blake was trying to get Giannis riled up. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Giannis is Tim Duncan, man. He's just like <laughs> stoic. He was getting in his face. Giannis just kind of walked away. And, yeah, he had Chris Milton and others to speak for him. But Giannis just lets the play do the talking, like Tim Duncan. and He celebrates more than Tim Duncan, a lot more. He's making his, like, grimace face. He's flexing all over the place. Offensively, He's I think he just doesn't get rattled like Tim Duncan. He doesn't get rattled, that's yeah. for sure. 35 against Blake, nine boards, and a couple and a big block on Blake. Well, Blake, this is this is a bad year for Blake, oh, Blake for a year that yeah. coming off, we were calling his best year in the NBA. Uh, struggling, obviously, the injuries. He's probably not 100%, but uh, four for 17 against Big Giannis. There is there is one guy that can get under Giannis's skin. Got to get him on a roster. Mike Dunleavy. Yeah, he's a Warriors assistant. I think. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Well, I think somebody yeah. in the Eastern Conference should put yeah. him on his on their squad. Give him a ten day, <laughs> uh, and then have him on the playoff roster <laughs> so he can just go out there and for whatever reason really irritate Giannis. Really get him off his game. Give him another spear. <laughs> he's an assistant general manager. That's where he's in oh. the front office. That's right. Oh wow, he's not even on the <laughs> bench. Excuse me. He's in the office. <laughs> All right, next one. The better he's back, Trey. He's back! There you go. The better he's back performance. All right? Aaron Gordon or CJ McCollum? Trade Aaron Gordon today if you're the Magic. Okay, so Aaron Gordon scored a season-high 32 <laughs> points as the Magic beat the Suns 128-114. Uh, he was 5 for 5 from 3. Now, CJ McCollum, he scored 33 as the Blazers pulled away in that final quarter to beat the Kings 127-116. He shot 14-22, CJ did. That was his best shooting game of the year. But you are leaning towards Aaron Gordon. CJ McCollum hasn't been bad no, he hasn't. this season. It's just the Blazers have been, and we've kind of overlooked them somewhat. But Aaron Gordon has struggled. Last night, he had you mentioned the 5-3s. Yeah. Stepping into them, looking confident, um, and then getting inside, using his athleticism to dunk. That's, oh, he had a huge dunk too. Exactly. That and it was an easy, easy sort of dunk for him. Um, that's that's what he sort of sells to us all the time and teases us with. He's a bit of an Altizo there, Tass, mm-hmm. because he has that incredible athleticism. And then when he's got that shot going, he's that makes him pretty tough to defend. He's very Wiggins-like. Absolutely. Very Wiggins-like. Um, it, it came against the Suns, you know, so whatever you want to sort of take out of that. But uh, if, if Aaron Gordon can somehow, you know, use that game to, to propel him, then he becomes a very, very important player. I feel like we see players score 30 points or more so many times it's only the fifth time this season for the magic that it's players scored 30 or more and they need it they just need somebody who can create offense uh, like you're saying he was five for five from three that's not reliable but if you're hitting you got to keep taking them and he was hitting pull-up jumpers he was kind of doing everything out there and that was uh, impressive to see from aaron gordon but i mean cj mccollum four blocks what oh yeah i forgot to throw that in a mere five by five you could say (laughs) (laughs) only one rebound one block four steals one assist short but pretty close (laughs) um 
Yeah, Aaron Gordon, definitely a star on the LTZO team, especially because he looks so sexy doing it. He's, he's so athletic. I can watch that dunk. It's ballet that he had last yeah. night. He's in the air. He spins away. It looks like he on purposefully <laughs> spins away from Frank Kaminsky as he just rolls by. It's so, so, so nice. And hopefully we see that in Chicago in February. But um, we don't see good basketball from him every single night, as as we've said. He's he's fun to watch when he when he gets going, but he, he's kind of he's a little mechanical in his moves. Mm-hmm. I know he's the yeah. most athletic dude, but it's, it's it's doesn't come really fluid on on the uh, on the dribble drives. He just needs that one move. He needs that one move, and then he'd probably be unstoppable. You slipped it in there though, Lily. You're you're on board of trading Aaron Gordon. If you're the Magic, you said, like, this is helping the trade value. Sell maybe. high. Sell high right now. Sit him down for a couple of games and just say, <laughs> just say that someone he can't come out and put up a stinker tomorrow night or anything. Um, trade him for CJ McCollum. Yeah. Straight up. Why not? up. Why not? It's been you thrown know, around for sure. Yeah. Um, though he, he hit the five for five for three. Two of those were big, too, in that, in that you know early third quarter run. He splashed two of those at the start of the quarter. Uh, and the Magic, this is their second game now in a row where they've – Put up points, and they shot the ball well. Last night, they shot 57.6% from the field. That's their season high by a mile. They had 19 straight games where they didn't even shoot over 50%. And now the last two, they have. So they got the offense going a little bit. Who did they play against, though? I know. They played against the Suns and the Wizards. Um, Warriors. Oh, so Warriors. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Sorry. Um, yeah, you're right. But still, see the ball go through the hoop? Maybe that transfers to the next game. Weird. Yeah, and they're nearly 500 now, 10 and 11. Their defense is 11th uh, yeah. in the league. They're almost to a top 10. They're basically back to where they were last season. Yeah, they're getting there, and, mm-hmm. and still no Vooch even in, in some of these victories. He's still out of the lineup. McCollum, by the way, he, I, you know, you're, you're right. He sort of, we didn't talk about him a lot, all that much when the Blazers were struggling and losing a lot of games, but I looked it up. His first 10 games, McCollum was shooting brutal. He was shooting under 40% from the floor under 31% from three, and he was scoring under 20 points per game. That's, especially in today's NBA game, that's, that's not great for a guy like him that we know can get buckets. Over the last 12 games, 25 points per game, <coughs> over 50% from the floor, and nearly 43% from three. And in the last five games, even better in terms of shooting the ball and helps that the Blazers are 4-1. and one. Mello had another good game. Kings were without a lot of guys um, in that one last night, but Blazers got the job done. But they've been missing those guys for... A couple of weeks now, so... Well, yeah, but, I mean, even Bogdanovich... You are not Bogdanovich, now, yeah. not him, but but the other two big ones there. But, uh, yeah, the, the Blazers, and, and again, as I said, with, with CJ, he's actually statistically putting up, you know, pretty much the same numbers he's put up the last yeah, few years. Yeah, the guy is generally and, giving you 20 points. And, and he, he's good to go out there and play a little one-on-one uh, when, when Lillard sits. So he, he's a good player. Um, it's just... I, I, wonder, I think this is his ceiling. I think this is as good as he's going to get. He's, he could be like this for another seven or eight years. CJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think he's going to take that level, you know, step up yeah. to that superstar level. I don't even think. if he had his own team. I wonder. Yeah, maybe I did. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, he's he, look. He'd be a great second player on so many teams. I'm just not sure he would be the guy that you would put your franchise on. I will say, actually, you were right. It was Washington was their last game. They played the Warriors on Sunday. Oh. Uh, Orlando, Hashtag that was. well, actually. They've won three in a row. So um, I, will, I will correct myself on that. Nice. Nice correction. Yeah. <laughs> really, really nice. Um, I was just going to say something about uh, Carmelo Anthony. He looked good again. I, I'm waiting for those games like a, a day off day. You know, just, just to, to drop off like an old guy just can't get up for every single game. But. Still looking spry, baby. He's still looking good. Those 20 points were old, mellow-like. You know, mm-hmm. jab, step, jab, step, jab, step. Rising. It goes in. What? Yep. He's feeling good, man. Next one here. Crazier stat. 
Devontae Graham hitting 10 threes last night to tie the Hornets franchise record, or the Bucks having outscored their opponents by 109 points over their last three games. I got a, a player stat here, a team stat. Which one is crazier? What you got? I'm going to go with the Bucks because ever since they put on the Cream City jerseys, they have been creaming teams. <laughs> I'm 100% in on Cream City now. I just ordered uh, my custom jersey last night. Should be arriving just in time for Christmas. Throw it on. Watch a little Bucks. Terry Cummings <laughs> on the back? That's a Cummings number 34. Was he number 34? I don't know. That's yeah. Giannis' number now. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Are they going to hang Cummings from the ceiling? <laughs> a Cream City Cummings? Well, only time will tell. But the Bucks look like uh, the best team in the Eastern Conference by far. The Lakers, uh, I don't know. Who do you take? The Lakers or the Bucks is the best team in the league right now? It's a close call. Yeah, that's tough. No doubt. Those are the two best teams, clearly. They both have great defenses, obviously uh, superstar players. Mm. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'd take the Bucks just because we saw it. We've seen it longer, right? True. Um, if you're considering last year and the 60 wins, but that's a good question. What about crazier stat for you guys? Yeah, it, it, I'm with the Bucks because hitting 10 threes in a game is not that sort of special anymore. Oh, come on. No, it's we can't really. do that. We can't do that. That's still pretty um, unbelievable, it, especially for a guy like Devontae Graham. Come yeah. On. Uh, no, no. But yeah, but he, he had nine in a game earlier this season. Like, he's going to be a guy who's he's going to be a three-point shooter throughout his career, but... We've just seen guys like Trevor Reza hit threes, Mario Chalmers hit 10, Ty Lawson hit 10. Like, it's the how bar many, is lowering. How many people do you think have hit 10 or more threes this season? Well, Zach Levine hit 13. Yeah. Right. Uh, Graham's 10 last night. Um, there's probably. It happens all the time. Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying, like, it's just. How doesn't... many times? Three. Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald, yeah, yeah, at 11. 11. Yeah. Um, ten is ten is special. It is it is special, but it just doesn't pop anymore like it used to. Oh wow, that's think. that is wild. You're, <laughs> you know, you're not really wrong, but we we shouldn't fall into that trap. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. But we do. It's like a triple double, though, isn't it? As well. He I mean, he actually <laughs> he had a weird line. I gave him Woe Boy Devontae Graham. All of his made field goals were from three. Mm. <laughs> it's just uh, he had ten. Uh, I forget what he shot. Maybe ten of twenty-two off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> he had ten threes. Three of three of the. At, at the, the line, line. Yeah. did he get fouled on a three pointer? Because that'd be great. Mm. Then went and hit those three three free throws. Tass, where do you go? Team or team or player there in Devonte? Crazier. Yeah, Devonte. Yeah. It's it's still important. It's only three times. I know we see a lot of numbers day in and day out, but he's been crushing it. Actually, that that reminds me. Yesterday we had Sarah Kustak on the show, Brooklyn Nets commentator, color commentator. She was fantastic. She used the word crushing in a, a negative connotation. I, I just want to clearly define what crushing it means. Generally, crushing it for us means. It's aw- that's fantastic. That's doing awesome. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Doing very, very good. Now, maybe Lee can help me out. He seems to be up on the slang, the gaslighting the homies. <laughs> but cru- Gaslighting she- the homies? No, gassing me up. Oh, I'm gassing up my homies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, gaslighting's even more popular term. Yeah, yeah. I get with the slang. Uh, but crushing it, I don't think it's universally no- used as a positive. Still bad. Like uh, I, I think, I think we've sort of made cru- it our in, own. In crushing defeat. Yeah. How did right. how did she? Yeah, use it? I, don't I don't remember. remember. Yeah, That's I, why I it's, it's not a very said. good. This isn't a very good example. Not a very good story. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're crushing, crushing it, man. crushing it. Yeah, I crush it. I think I'm crushing it. But it, yeah, I'm crushing it because it's a bad story for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Positive or negative? It's your call on Hard that to one. Tell. All right, final one here. And what you got? More annoying. The Rockets filing a protest over Harden's disallowed dunk, or. Not enough guys showing up to your basketball run. What's more annoying? What you got? We need Matty O to call in for this one. He would, he would love to be a part of this. Wouldn't he talk about uh, pick up ball again? He loved it. <laughs> yeah, what happened, fellas? Uh, 
I don't know. Nobody wants to talk I'm, about I'm going to go. <laughs> Honestly, I do like the Rockets sticking to their guns. They're like, we are the team that complains about the referees. We are the team that audits the referees. We're not going to stop now, even if it's the middle of December and it's one game. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to the Rockets for uh, staying in their lane. But uh, last night... <laughs> We had the RSVPs task. We had ten yeses. We had, we had two the numbers. maybes. The numbers were there. Ooh, you're looking. You're looking like we've got extras here. But yeah. then the night got off to a bad start. First of all, we show up. It's just me, Skeets, and Kelvin. <laughs> Did we not get the memo? We're we supposed to start at eight. 7.20. Oh, wait. Yeah, we were supposed to start at 8. So, you know, we did a little... Uh, so we were there way too did, early. Doing yeah. a lot of gym maintenance. Did Kelvin take the temperature or how many guys were coming? A <laughs> 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 oh, little science temperature. You're, do, you're doing some sweeping? Doing some sweeping. Uh, we didn't do any sweeping. We did some uh, hoop rearranging, <laughs> you know, a lot of stretching, getting nice and warm. Uh, Skeets and I were doing layup lines. Oh, it was, I, it was I a was good time. Do, layup lines. How do you do yeah. layup lines three with three guys? <laughs> I, was doing the, I was doing the layup George Mikan drill at one point. That's <laughs> how <laughs> bored I was. I was going through a CJ McCollum, like, dribble skills workout, you know, do a couple of moves from the high post, a couple from the low post, all this kind of stuff. We're like, all right, they should be fine. They'll show up by 8 o'clock. Seven men showed up. Total. Seven guys. The worst number you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. play full court. That's the worst. That no, is no, the no. worst number yeah, you, you can, can have. Play eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we had one more guy, we'd at least get a couple of runs up and down. Sure, yeah. it's gonna be you know, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of room to operate on the floor with four on four full Skeet, court. Skeets is killer in a four I would have on been four dominating game. that game. Yeah, um, but yeah, we did. There's like two people in their 30s, and everybody else is over their 50s, and Skeets <laughs> is the only one who can actually run back and forth and whittle it up in four on four. And Leah, it was uh, I hadn't played in a while because mm. um, I was I was obviously up in Toronto for a while, and I just hadn't been playing here uh, since I'd been back. And uh, I don't know if it happens to you guys or all of our listeners out there when you play ball. Anytime I take off a massive chunk of time and then I come back and play for the first time, I'm generally like lights out. Yeah. I'm like amazing. Like just knock. I mean, it was warm up. I was, I guess I was like Dwight Howard hitting threes, <laughs> but I couldn't miss a three. In yeah. one, like just shooting around. I was like, well, oh, this is going to be a good night. And then there's no game, man. No the, game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Usually though, that first game because oh. you're, you've missed it so much, you're so hyped up. And, and then, then the second one, second you usually or third are game garbage. Like, yeah. And there'll be always one guy who turns up for your first game and go, "Oh man, this guy's awesome." <laughs> and then he turns up for the, the next couple, game. and he's like, "What the hell? What, what happened that night?" <laughs> That's so true. Uh, so yeah, that was a bummer. And then we got stuck in Atlanta traffic. 75 was a mess last night, guys. Just a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bender, bender, right by the exit. It was Hate brutal. to see it. But, yeah, the Rockets, look, they're they're doubling down on this, like Trey said. I guess they thought, the reports are they thought the league would just do it on their own. They're like, we're not getting burned on this window thing again. Yeah. We wasted our 30-second window. We're not wasting our 48-hours window. But the reports were, let's, let's clear this up. Ooh, the game happened Tuesday night. ESPN, Tim McMahon reported that night. It's a late-night tweet. That a rocket source said, mm-hmm. right? There's a rocket source said that night. Well, it's a late night. Did, he, did, he didn't talk to the NBA office. Did he? We're talking about like an executive in the Rockets. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. He didn't talk on Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. So that's where it's coming from. It's coming from a, the the whole idea that this game was going to get replayed came from the Rockets front office. I, mm-hmm. I believe so. Putting a little pressure on the league. Yes. Office. Okay. Yes. Well, and yeah. again, well, that that initial Tuesday night was like. The rocket source was pretty confident. It sounded like that the NBA was going to do it on their own. Right. Like they were yes, gonna have to file yes, a but protest. But the, where did this rocket source get any of the information from on a, a late Tuesday night when <laughs> yes, when everybody question. in the league office is probably playing pickup ball with six of their friends? They're not in the <laughs> office. I mean, I guess they, they 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 there are people there administering any decision that has to be made immediately. But I don't think they're taking a call and saying, "Hey guys, this might happen." 
tell your source to tell ESPN's Tim McMahon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure someone just texted the front office and said, hey, check out this bullshit that happened, man. This is crazy. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he said, yeah, no worries. And then he put his phone down and said, I got next. And he went out <laughs> and kept playing. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. A rocket's source is favorable for the game being replayed or it's like yeah I heard uh, the league might actually just give us the win yeah that's yeah. what I heard <laughs> and when it's a respected writer like Tim McMahon a, a verified source yeah, so yeah then, then it's just somebody's gonna run with uh, quite often a story from Woj underscore NBA that isn't his actual account that story will get run with <laughs> but this is a real source from a source you know like this is an actual writer so that's why everybody's like oh of course it's gonna happen but uh, I, it, this isn't gonna happen well, yeah, what's going to happen now with the protest? Do they have any chance here? Okay, yeah, getting the win, we've already talked about it. They're not getting the win. <laughs> not, Just give them the win. <laughs> they're not gonna, the league is not going to say, hey, we blew that, that, that call on the dunk. I'm sorry, here's your win. Okay, we know that's not going to happen. Maybe. They maybe. should do that just to see Popovich, Popovich's reaction. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> maybe there's a very slim chance uh, that they replay it. I think it's uh, 1% chance that this happens, that the NBA decides, okay, yeah, uh, let, let's play the final 750 of this but game. What about if but they if they just make the game null? So no one gets a win, no one gets a loss. <laughs> wow. Just call it. Just say, all right. You got 81 games yeah. this season. So you're like, you're saying, we're, okay, sorry, Rockets, we're not going to replay it and we're not going to give you the win, but, but you don't we're also not loss. giving you a loss. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like when your two boys are fighting over something. So you're like, fine, I'll just take it away. Neither yeah. of you get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that is just so true right now. I've been throwing Lego out left and right these days. Here, here is where, with this protest, if it is to work, the Rockets are... The, the whole idea of like, okay, they blew the call. Like the, the, the fact that it should have been a basket. Um... You know, so so what's going on? Let's uh, replay it at 750. You can, I think, you can legit chuck that out the window because it's like that is similar to there are, you know, hundreds of missed calls. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty blatant that it was a, a a bucket, not a subjective foul call or something like that. But whatever, it's still a call that they blew. But where I do think they have some sort of something to stand on a little bit is this idea that they need to prove. That with the that the referees really screwed up the challenge call, like the challenge opportunity that D'Antoni and the team says they were like not allowed because they were of all the confusion that was going on, because it's like a you know a misapplication of the rule in that sense. Good luck with that. I mean, because then you could just turn around and say, well, you still had eight minutes to go. I mean, you were up mm-hmm. big. You know, did that really, really, truly cost you the game? That's yeah. But that's even, even how can they stand on? the misapplication of the rule when they can just say, hey, he made the call or requested the call past that 30-second guideline. It's well, like, yeah, I guess if there's, I don't know, is there footage that proves that that's actually a lie? <laughs> no, like, I don't know, yeah. like, maybe. I guess. That's very subjective, that 30 seconds. I know, I know. Yeah. When does it start? It's when that, does it end? Look, it's <laughs> Who has to make the call? So Which referee has to hear that's it? That's not going to happen. No. The yeah. NBA hasn't said a thing. I don't believe That's, so. No, I haven't yeah. seen anything. That is a little So far shocking. from a source on Tuesday Rockets, night, then a whole Wednesday. Now we're talking Thursday. Nothing. That's the Rockets, surprising. The Rockets have a chance here, though, to sort of turn the narrative. Because they're the oh. villains, right? People don't like the Rockets no. right now. They could just say, all right, bad luck to us. We're not going to contest it. We're Too just late gonna, for that. We're just going to accept this. And, and uh, you know, it sucks. But we're going to accept it. And I think then people would be like... All right, Rockets, finally, you've done something good. You know, you haven't sent out a ridiculous tweet after Giannis won MVP. You haven't said that you should have won the championship two years ago with all these crazy stats. But instead, it's like, nope. 
We're going to be dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, you're right, Tess. It is a little strange that we haven't heard from, uh, from the league themselves. On, uh, yeah, on, they, on they're just hoping it goes away. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Also, I will, I will find it amazing after all that Daryl Morey and the Rockets uh, brought to the NBA with the old uh, the Hong Kong and China controversy Ooh. during the summer that then they're like, okay, here's a little uh, this guy we'll help again? you out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's take a quick break here. We will get to Tweet of the Night. We do have a question. We'll have a little step on the beach. But first, ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. StockX uses the same principles as the stock market, hence the name, to make buying and selling as safe and easy as possible. My favorite part is how it gives you access to tons of historical price data. You can see exactly how much an item has sold for in the past and how much it's selling for now. For instance, I once bought a pair of Nike Zoom Flies for $110 on StockX. Now, I could probably get them for 75 bucks. The point of the story is I am no money mellus, especially when it comes to shoes. I'm a bit of an idiot, but man, I got great shoes thanks to StockX. Want in on all the hype? Check out StockX.com bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX.com bball. Check it out today. Let me make you some money. Invest in Peloton. <laughs> they lost, they, as we, we talked about the ad before the show, they lost close to a billion dollars in market value because of an ad. That'll that'll disappear in a week. Okay. It'll be back. It's too good an idea. Great and Gordian uses it. That means it's a good <laughs> idea. Bike at home against other people. I've thought about it, but I'm not gonna buy one. It's like a couple it's grand. Not, it's not cheap. You gotta wait for your investment to pay off. Plus a, plus a subscription, right? You gotta. Yeah. Pay I don't know. Yeah, I think if you want those classes, yes, I'm sure you can use it without the subscription, JD. Like um, just the regular bike, yeah. I think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Where's the but, fun in that? No, just, buy a just bike. go buy a bike. Yeah. I know, I know. All right, we got a question here <laughs> from Kaushik. Yes. Hey, guys, the other day when Lee was speaking about Joel Embiid's zero-point outing, I was very sad that he didn't use the term duck to describe the game. That's in cricket. If you make zero runs, you oh. get a duck. Okay, got me thinking, writes Kaushik. What are terms or phrases from other sports that you could use in basketball to add variety to how we talk about the sport? Probably shouldn't call a tied game a deuce, but <laughs> perhaps two missed free throws can be a double deuce. fault. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are definitely more creative than me. Would love to hear your ideas. Cheers again. That's from Kaushik, mm. longtime fan of the show. Got anything? Yeah. Well, following along the tennis theme there, instead of travel, why don't we just call it a foot fault? Okay. Because <laughs> like that's really what it is, isn't it? It's a foot well, fault. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. It's your feet's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Foot fault. Don't mind it's it. not as fun to yell footfall like, <laughs> from the crowd. It is. It's a bit of a moat. It's a tongue twister. Well, footfall. yeah, but because it rarely <laughs> happens in tennis, when it does happen, everyone does get excited. Mm. Crowd goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. They clap like ten times as loud. <laughs> Serena Williams nearly got chucked out of a tournament once for footfalling. A footfall on the serve. You're stepping yes. on the line. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, you don't. Yeah. I mean, not that I watch a ton of tennis, but I don't care. It happens. I mean, it. yeah. They're human. Yeah. All right. I love the term back-to-back jacks in oh, baseball, back-to-back yeah. home runs. I'm not sure what it would be in basketball. Maybe, like, I feel like Steph Curry had a lot of back-to-back jacks where he would hit a three, the Warriors would get a steal, and then he would, like, pop another three within 10 I seconds. Like so if you hit like two that. threes nice. in less than 24 seconds, back-to-back jacks. Mm. Yeah. 
I like the hitting a three and then getting it like a turnover on the inbounds type of thing that it goes right sure. back to your team to the same guy. Boom, splash, back-to-back checks. That's okay. I don't mind that. I think Bach has to be implemented in basketball <laughs> no. somehow. Some sort, of, some sort of fake. I mean, a fake or a, just a flub. Yeah, how would you describe someone that has never watched baseball, like what a Bach is? Pitcher makes an illegal move. I mean, it's simple as that. Oh, it's so hard to see, though. I think, like, because he just wiggles his hips sometimes, doesn't he? Like a little summer, a little jolt. Well, you can't stop your motion. Yeah. Once you start your motion, you got to keep going with the motion. You can't. Ah, God, it you is can't, hard like, to describe. You can't drop a ball, right? Like if, you, like, when you come to a set, you can't drop the ball on accident. You got to step off first. One. Yep. <laughs> Bark. Yeah, what, I'm the trying bark. to think how you oh, could right. apply it. To well, the a free throw line, like Chuck Hayes had the bark a little bit, didn't he? Oh, sort of that's a little bark, yeah. yeah. But yeah. You're, you're actually allowed to do that. That's the Well, that's part. the thing. Maybe you shouldn't be, you know. Mm. So you lose the free throw. Because uh, Giannis, is it Giannis? He takes forever. That he looks like he's about to shoot yeah. it too, right? Is it him? Where it's like, uh, yeah, it looks like he's about to shoot it, and there's like a weird little pause. Yeah. Uh, and then he shoots it. And it gets a lot of guys. Yeah. I think it's Giannis. Uh, I don't know. Could be wrong on that Serge one. Serge Ibaka actually does a little bit of the juggle when he's going up to shoot. Serge Ibaka? Ooh, mm. Could be perfect. Um, I've got one from the hockey world. Um, and it's actually, I, I was looking up like sort of terms or idioms, uh, sports idioms today. Light the lamp. All right? Light mm. the lamp. Now, it's pretty obvious what that means. Coach's Score. challenge. Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> the where I'm going. All right. I so, can. in hockey, it means scoring a goal. Comes from the red light. Behind the net going off when a goal is scored. You, you took it right out of my words right out of my mouth, Lee. Let's ditch coach's challenge. Let's light that lamp, baby. Light the lamp. Let's light yeah, the maybe, lamp. Maybe make it a bit more sexy yeah. than people are into it. Yeah. Because we got those weird little like hockey like lamps on the side. They're green instead of red. Make uh, an event like you gotta slam a buzzer or something. And like there's cool. something fun about a, a crowd cheering, light that lamp, light that lamp. Light. And, then they, and then they all boo and it takes too long. Yeah, yeah. Lee'll get that Budweiser uh lamp alarm in, in his house every time there's a coach's challenge it'll go off, it goes off. Ga- people will be gaslighting the lamp on the internet sure. okay let's hear from you guys that's a fun question from Kaushik. uh yeah other terms or phrases from other sports you can maybe add to basketball to add a little variety about how we talk about it tweet at us hashtag no dunks at no dunks inc and uh yeah once again we will be stepping on the beach a little bit later here on thursday all right trey tweet of the night mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Ever since news dropped that the league is considering adding all these different tournaments and playing tournaments, people have been coming up with their own proposals. Everybody's got an idea for a way that the NBA can be just a little bit better. But here's one I hadn't seen. It comes uh, from friend of the podcast, Nate Jones, who tweeted out yesterday, in planning out the in-season tournament, The NBA needs to research the money in the bank concept that WWE has. (laughs) Now, I did a little bit of researching on this, and of course I've watched many money in the banks. The key is there's always a ladder match, and you have to grab a briefcase at the top of the ladder, and then you have that briefcase. You can cash it in for a title shot at any time. Within the year. Within the year. Within the next, before the next money in the bank (laughs) uh, pay-per-view. So, you know, the, the exciting part is whoever wins that gets called Mr. Money in the Bank for a year. And it's always like, when's he going to show up? Is he going to, is this the one? Is, you know, did the big show just beat down a guy? And you can just 
snatch the title really easily from him. So I don't necessarily know how this would work in the NBA, but if they were to have a ladder match instead of a midseason tournament, whoever gets that, maybe it's all the GMs are going up against each other, whoever grabs that briefcase, he can come down during uh, the playoffs (laughs) and be like, I'm getting the game in here. So so you said Nate Jones tweeted this? Yeah. So is he, yeah, I'm trying to just think of how he's thinking of applying it. Is he saying really uh, that the winner of the midseason tournament could almost like challenge a playoff team for Maybe. their spot or something like that. I so mean. somebody tweeted to him said a team can cash in a title shot when they want. Um, he says you can't go that far, but having a variety of options to cash in during that season would help a ton in making people care. I have seen someone on Twitter say something along the lines of like, okay, whatever team wins that title in the midseason tournament, the, the whatever you want to call it, um, the championship, the tr- the cup, that. Then, as the season progresses, it's always on the line. It's always like getting pat, like you could lose it. Mm. <laughs> and like then someone, another team has it. I don't know where that would ultimately lead to, but <laughs> that would be pretty fun to follow. Yeah. Make it kind of like a, the intercontinental title, I guess. It's not the number one title, but at the end of the season, maybe the intercontinental title gets the challenge. <laughs> They're just waiting in the in the back room, in, in the third locker room, waiting yeah. to see who wins the NBA championship. They come out. The music breaks, take the court, and we got a whole nother game. A one a one game between the midseason tournament champion and the actual NBA champion to see who is the real champion. Yeah, yeah, champ. yeah it's, that is hilarious. Game seven of the NBA Finals, Bucks mm. beat the Lakers, but here come the Suns. They get like one game. Is that Devin Booker's the, music? Yeah, one game to win the title because they won a midseason well, tournament. Make it like a Royal Rumble then. Just have like, like 15 guys out there, one player per team. Whoever's last man standing. Play a little bump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. How, how, how would you get rid of guys, though? How would well, you play bump. Yeah, yeah, shooting? right. Yeah, sure. So that's, shooting that's contest. championship. Yeah, playing bump. That like, sounds like your dream sport to me, Lee. <laughs> All right. Great, different? great tweet there from Nate. Okay. Pick them results from last night presented by Cash App. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like when we're chipping in to get JD a pair of Christian Louboutins. <laughs> but Cash App does way more than that. Cash App also comes with the Cash Card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get discounts off your entire purchase at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, and more. We're also working with Cash App to support the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you instantly receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU, an amazing organization founded in 1920 that is dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the United States. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Wednesday night's game was the heat in Boston. Celtics were favored by six and a half. They got the job done. That's a win for Trey. That's a win for Lee Lee. Perfect in the month of December. 3-0. Tass and I take the L. We're, we're, we're bringing up the boosts. We're 1-2, and two, Tass and I. Uh, Trey's 2-1. and one. Game tonight? Toronto Raptors hosting the Houston Rockets. Excuse me. That's the G-O-T-N. It's definitely the game of the night out there. They're favored by two and a half at home against the Rockets. Raps looking to bounce back after that embarrassing loss. But they just weren't themselves against the Heat. So, here we go. I have a question. Why is there no TNT games tonight? I don't hmm. know. That's weird, right? 
Very weird, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe that makes more sense why they were on, on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah, I was a little perplexed by that, too. Like, mm. ch- like uh, I'm talking Shaq and chucking them. Um, okay, yeah, Rockets wraps on NBA TV. Wraps here by two and a half. Lee, you're perfect. You're feeling it. Where are you uh, going? Yeah, I think the Raps can win. Basically, if they win, you get the... They're going to cover, I, I would think. Okay, okay. What is it, two and a half? Did you say, yep. say yep. three? Yeah, yeah, three. I'll take the Raptors. I'll take the Raptors as well. I'm also on the Raptors, eight and two against the spread at home. James Harden has been out partying all night in Toronto last yeah, night. It's going to be his first game under 30 in forever. Well, actually, that's a good point. Nick Nurse has had a very good record this season defending star players. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, true. He's coming out with a diamond press for sure. <laughs> Not tonight. Rockets. Give me the Rockets. Oh, I can't wait to see people get angry at me for taking the Rockets. Tell you a Raps fan. I think Houston could win this game. Yeah, I mean, Capella could be a bit of an interesting matchup for like a, for a Gasol, for sure. That'll be interesting to watch the way he plays. So I'll take the Rockets. Okay, I get those points. Everybody else has yep. the wraps. Good luck to all of you. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Remember to keep those eyes and ears on that brand new Beach Steppin' podcast later today. Also, Tass said it, make sure to check out yesterday's bonus podcast where we interviewed Nets color commentator Sarah Kustak live in studio. That was a lot of fun. She was great. She was great. Highly, highly recommend you go and check out that podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Don't forget to rate and review the No Dunks podcast on Apple. Five stars only. Much love to all of our Spotify listeners as well. I hope you guys saw this. Uh, Spotify does that thing at the end of the season, sort of a wrap-up for you. The artists you listen to most, the album you listen to most, and even the podcast you listen to the most. A lot of you out there sharing with us on Instagram, on Twitter, that No Dunks was your number one most listened to podcast, which, my God, we've only been going since October. That's right. Two months, and we're already getting on your most played. Big time. Respect. It was great. I was sitting with uh, Channing Fry yesterday, and he opened up his Spotify, and he said, Whoa, my podcast is number one. It's because he listens to it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, keep crushing it. Embrace the day, people. You could stay. Every minute